Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slave. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Kylie Payhopper, who's got an amazing story of transformation, and she's married to a pretty cool dude who's a rapper as well. We're going to hear a bit of that story. Tell us a bit of your story. Where were you born and raised, Kylie? So I was born in Tasmania, Queenstown, Tasmania, back in 1984. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was raised there. Uh, we moved from Queenstown to like Launceston, Hobart, Devonport, East Devonport. So we kind of got around Tasmania. And then at the age of 12, I moved to New Zealand. Okay. And did you have a religious upbringing at all? My biological parents, no. Um, but at 18 months old, when I was fostered into another family, yes, they were believers. So I was brought up in the church, um, yeah, for, for um, a lot of years. Okay, so you had a bit of a foundation. Uh, What about your conversion experience? How old were you when that happened? So I was 20. So I remember I was baptised prior to that. I think I was baptised three times at my upbringing. um, And I'd had, you know, encounters with the Lord, but um, there was a lot of brokenness in my life because of the beginnings that I had. And so um, I'd never really... um, desire to follow the Lord. I had moments of excitement, you know, at youth camps and things like that where I'd have encounters with the Lord, but it wasn't really a heart, like I wasn't willing to lay my life down for it. And in fact, I didn't even really think that there was an expectation that I would have to lay my life down for Him. I kind of had the impression that I just received Him and that was it. I was going to have eternity in heaven and I could just really live my life the way that I wanted to live it. And tell us a bit about how your life changed when you when you finally came to Christ. It changed dramatically. I had an incredible conversion. Um, my husband and I were married in 2005, and probably within um, six months, we were already looking at getting divorced. We were just such broken people. And so I rang the pastor who had done our premarital counselling, because in Tasmania it was all that we had to go through that. Um, and I said to him, we really need your help because we're, you know, we want to get divorced. And um, he said, well, I'm, I don't want to see you together. I want to see you separately. So he um, he made an appointment with my husband to go in and see him, and that, that was on a Monday morning. I remember it because he got saved on the Monday. I got saved on the Wednesday, and it was my birthday on the Friday, and I had a um, big party for my 21st plant. But he went in and seen this pastor and um, just had an incredible encounter with the Lord and gave his life to Jesus that day. And, and I remember when he came home, he just, looked different he was glowing and I remember being so angry at him because I thought that that was just a cheap way to get out of it and it was like where's your accountability you can't just get saved and it's all okay you know so I was really angry at that and then when I went on the Wednesday I woke up and I was still really angry and I said to him I'm not going if you want me to go then you're going to have to take me yourself and 
And he did. He literally just put me in the car, drove me to this man's office, drove me, took me up the stairs and left me in his office. And um, I literally was on the couch for not even a minute. Um, and the pastor had turned his back to me and um, he'd asked, offered me a cup of tea and I'd said yes and so he turned his back to me to make it and the moment he turned his back to me I felt um, uh, what felt like rope just being um, tied around my neck and I could literally feel the breath being taken out of me and he just turned around to have a glance at me and I was trying to sign language to him like help me help me I'm dying here and um, he just came over to me and started taking authority over uh, this spirit and that spirit and all of these different things and God just dramatically delivered me on the couch that day. It was absolutely powerful. And But there were still some, I think, um, reservations within me because, you know, I, as I said, I had been brought up in the church, but I didn't see um, the power of God really at work in my family in many ways. The way that I see Jesus now and I have experienced and encountered his true breakthrough power, I didn't witness that in my family. So, you know, we went to church and my parents were in leadership, and um, but I don't remember seeing those things. And so I still wasn't too sure and I didn't want something else in my life that might just make it more difficult. But I did say to the Lord, if you are real, I will give you everything that I have. And from that day to this day, he has literally transformed my life, absolutely transformed my life. I heard you share your testimony at the King's Table Soup Kitchen recently, and you were sharing a whole bunch of things that a lot of people there related to. Tell, tell us, what had your life looked like up until then? I'm glad you asked me that because I was really praying about, there's so many aspects of my life that were broken. And so I was asking the Lord, what you, what you really... Um, magnify today and you know from a from a baby um you know my my mom was a drug addict and she lived a life of prostitution and homosexuality and um she was just a real mess and um you know there was a question of who my father may be they think they know but they're not really too sure and so i was born um into a life of absolute um sin and and brokenness and so before the age of 18, I suffered abuse, sexual abuse. And I um, never really understood the power of generational curse until probably even last year when I began to make a um, build a relationship with my biological mum. I, you know, I let her know that I forgave her and that I loved her and that I, w- I didn't hold against her all that she had done and um, the fact that she had given me away. And... And then she began to tell me her story and it began to put all the pieces of my puzzle together. So from the age of five, I remember being very different. I remember being very promiscuous and I was very sexually driven from a very young age. And to me, that was normal. Um, I thought everyone was like that. And I remember having, you know, fantasies of men and and all of these things from a very, very young age and um, having my first sexual relation or encounter at 13 um, by choice. To me, that was normal. I didn't understand um, anything different. And then I fell pregnant at the age of 16 and had my first son when I was um, 17. And that was okay. You know, I 
I was quite nurturing to him, but at the same time, I was still very broken. So I was great when he was, you know, first born. And then I would just give him out to friends or whoever would look after him. And I just got back to living my life the way that I wanted it. You know, I was taking drugs and and drinking. And and then from the age, um, on my 18th birthday, um, after just... Uh, a few events and um, him going to jail and me uh, almost becoming homeless, um, I decided to go and work in a brothel. And so that was my 18th birthday. And and I remember a few times when uh, I was growing up, my mum, when she was really angry, and it happened a few times, but my mum said something so profound to me. She said, you are just like your mum. And I never understood the power of words until after I came to Christ because I began to act out just like my mum. I was becoming drug addicted. I worked in brothels and I was just playing out the life that my biological mum had lived and I wasn't even aware of it. I wasn't brought up with her, but there was this generational curse that was following me. But after I came to Christ, I began being really tormented in my mind. I began to carry the, the guilt and the shame of the sexual abuse that was in my family. There was incest in my family. There were grandparents who would abuse the, um, abuse their daughter and then their grandchildren. And I began to carry the guilt and the shame of that. And it really affected my children because I pushed them away. I was always so fearful of how I treated them or if I would become the perpetrator or if I would do something that was wrong. And I remember whenever I would change their nappy or I change their clothing, I would always want to be in an open space. I felt like I had to continuously prove my innocence and I'd never done anything wrong. And this is where um, when I spoke to my mum last year, I began to put all the pieces of the puzzle together because she suffered the same thing and I wasn't aware of that. And so I was carrying this guilt and shame of things that happened in the generations before me. And so um, I remember um, being tormented in my mind with this and probably my second year coming to Christ, I, I had this amazing pastor, absolute amazing pastor, and I knew I had to share it with her, but I was so afraid that I'd have my children taken away from me because of the thoughts and the, the torment in my mind. And I shared this with her, and she was amazing. She just said, Kylie, they are lies. They are absolute lies of the enemy. You, we have the power in the blood of Jesus to break that generational curse off you. You don't have to be tormented by this. And so we prayed that day and I repented on behalf of my mom and my grandparents and the generations prior to me for all of that sexual sin and um, we broke it all and I forgave them and I repented and and. But it took me about eight years to walk into the full freedom of that because I had to learn to embrace my children without fear. I had to learn to um, receive love from them without fear. And so um, I believe that before there's ever a perpetrator, there's a tormented soul. And I, I didn't understand the fullness of that. And we have a city of broken people that are tormented and they don't know what to do. They don't know Jesus. And they don't feel that they can go and tell someone about the torment that's in their mind. Otherwise, they're going to be labeled as something or they're going to be medicated with something or they're going to be put in a, in a mental institution because of the struggle in their mind. And that's not the truth. 
you know, that they don't have to live like that. And, and so on this side of it, I'm grateful that I went through it because I can understand the torment and praise the Lord. I never became the perpetrator, but the same is not to be said for my siblings. Um, my brother went on to do things like that. And, and I can just see how God's grace has been on my life. But now I have a testimony that says you don't have to struggle. You don't have to become a perpetrator just because you're tormented in your mind. And so that's probably one of the best breakthroughs that I've had in, in my mind is understanding the lies of the enemy, that even though I didn't do those things, the enemy still tried to convince me that I was guilty. But the blood of Jesus told me I wasn't and mm. let me walk in the fullness of the freedom of that. And uh, your hubby has a similar testimony. Uh, let me just play a little bit of audio from your hubby just for a moment so people uh, get an idea of uh, what your hubby sounds like. Yeah. That is a rapper known as AP Light, otherwise known as your husband. (laughs) Tell us a bit of his story as well. Oh, he has an incredible story. So he too was uh, born into a a family of brokenness. His um, father was um, an abuser who would um, abuse his mum, beat his mother up and... um, tried to uh, kill the whole family, mm. actually. And um, uh, so he he was on the run from, I think it was the age of four. They went into hiding and living in shelters to get away from his dad. And um, they lived a very fearful life for the first, well, six, seven years um, and even beyond, um, just fearful of him coming back or, or, or whatever may happen. And then... Um, through his high school years, his mum had sent him off to boarding school. He had a sister as well, but his mum sent him to boarding school and he really struggled. He was very smart and he was very sporty. He could have excelled at any sport. He was incredible, um, but he was just broken and angry. And so from a young age too, he was into drugs and, and alcohol. He would yeah, just drink a lot and... Um, and he suffered depression incre- really bad. And so he was medicated for that. He was put on tranquilizers for a time and heavy, heavy medication that would just just basically make him exist. But that was it. He had no no personality or anything. He was like a zombie walking around and, and he really struggled. And um, to get off all of that medication, he actually turned to bodybuilding. And um, that really helped him come off the medication and... Um, kind of get his life back on track and um, we've actually got an incredible story of how we met because I I was um, working in a brothel at the time and he was working for a security company that would come around and check um, check up on the girls and that's how I met him. He would come and check up on us and he was the one that actually took me out of the brothels and took me away from that lifestyle but he was still a very broken man and he was carrying the scars of you know, the drug abuse and the emotional abuse and the rejection. Rejection was really what he's carried um, quite heavily for these years. And he really struggled when he came to Christ. He had an, an amazing encounter in his 
um, experience God in the most miraculous ways, but he really struggled with rejection still. And um, that is what God has been really in the last few years um, touching in his own life, just um, being able to receive the love of a father because he really struggled to receive love from anyone. Um, so um, out of that, yeah, he had this incredible gift. You know, he's very musically talented. And so he um, partnered up with a guy in Canada and they would just write these amazing raps and lyrics and um, a lot of the beats um, Adam produced himself and they would just write it, produce it, lay it out and boom, it was done in a night. And they would do an album within a couple of weeks. They were just incredible together and um, he actually was offered um, a... um, a label record deal um, from a guy here in Brisbane and um, he just really felt like it wasn't the right time. He wanted to really be walking in the fullness of the freedom before he stepped out into something like that and he always wanted to put God first and he didn't want to get anything, he didn't want to get the um, the lines crossed. He didn't want to be walking um, yeah, a tightrope in that way. He wanted to be living fully free before he stepped out into something so mm. amazing. So he's just held on to this gift and just been, yeah, he just does it at home, just writing and rapping and So yeah. cool. And, you know, I've just been looking through the SoundCloud account of AP Light or Adam Pahopa uh, and I see you're featured on one of the songs, Lord Lay Your Hands On Me, featuring <laughs> Kylie Pahopa. Wow, you're a famous singer on a rap album. How cool is that? I know we've done a few um we've done a few songs together which has been really fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's cool to work with him. So good. So is there a website where people can find out about Adam's music? Um or it's no, really just SoundCloud. No. Yeah, it's all on SoundCloud. Okay. So you can search Adam Pehopa, P E I H O P A. Is that how you pronounce it? Pehopa? Yep. Yep. Uh, or AP Light is his rapper name. Uh, yeah. Crown Movement, I see also is the other name they use. Uh, so yeah. you can check them out and uh, we'll put a link at our website. So go to historymakers.tv if you want to find out the link uh, to that. Um, and, you know, it's been awesome to hear your testimony of uh, transformation in your life and your hubbies. And uh, I've heard you preach a couple of times now and you've got a gift on your life. I pray that God will open many more doors for you and your hubby. Uh, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Not a problem. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we appreciate all of your support. The vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus all over the world. If you've got a suggestion of someone we can interview, send us an email info at historymakersradio.com God bless you, have an awesome day I'm Matt Prater and why don't you go and make history History Makers History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus They provide God's word to a lost and needy world Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.